0: How about that? What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it! And they do! Oh, He has trouble with the snap! And the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State! and you didn't invite me hurt my feelings
1: there goes davis oh my god davis is going to run it all the way back armor's gonna win the football game armor's gonna win the football game he ran
0: the missed field goal back he ran it back 109 yards they're not gonna keep him off the field tonight
1: welcome back to zero balls we are in to week six the season is slowly slipping by we're going to get to some news a week five recap studs and duds a week six preview and then we're gonna we're gonna take a look at, at, at the season at, at the at about the halfway mark it's not quite halfway yet um but just a little reminder to enjoy it while we can um so yeah, we'll be breaking down the season that so far but quickly let, let's get into some news um top of the line here um, Walt Bell has been fired as the Indiana OC um, after a disastrous start of the season by the Hoosiers, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, Patrick, I don't know how much... It, it, we're rearranging deck chairs in Titanic here, it feels like.
0: Yeah, Domino's starting to fall here for the Hoosiers. Yep. First one's down. Tom Allen's probably safe for this year.
1: That buyout they, is they, massive. Yeah,
0: they owe him a lot of money, but... Yeah, it's not looking great, for sure.
1: No, it is not. And, you know, only scoring 17 points against Maryland will do that to you. Um, Elsewhere in defensive staff shuffling, Georgia Tech has demoted their defensive coordinator and promoted their safeties coach to defensive coordinator. Um, Always a sign when things are going great. Um, Yes. They got that ass Beat by Bowling Green over the weekend, so oh my I mean, god, some changes had to be made, I, I suppose. But this this was an interesting one. Um, elsewhere in ineptitude, Cade McNamara is out for the year for the Iowa Hawkeyes, going to make that twenty five points a game even tougher.
0: Oof, uh, yeah, that sucks for. I mean, even Cade, Cade wasn't that great to begin with. Like they weren't scoring as much, but. Uh.
1: Starter for a reason. Yeah. You know? So let's see. Looks like um, they are going to be, well, maybe they're a little bit closer than I thought they were. I mean, that 41 points against Western Michigan when they were throwing late into the fourth quarter, I think it's going to help him quite a bit. Um, But Purdue is not bad, and Wisconsin looks to be pretty Wisconsin-y. So, oh, boy, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Um, all right. And then transfer rules have been changed by the NCAA instead of having 60 days, uh, total days to declare, we've reduced it down to 45. It's uh, 30 days after the, the playoff, you know, the bowl selection day that that selection Sunday. And then there's a, a universal 15 day window in April. Um, mm-hmm. this just makes the most sense. Uh, coaches need time to actually coach. And not just like the kids on their team now and not just be like, oh, we might lose this kid or get this other kid, blah, blah, blah. And it's back and forth, it's back and forth, it's back and forth. I, I think this is just best for everyone. Players yeah. can still transfer. I just think it makes everything a little more sane.
0: Yep. yeah. Yep. I like it too.
1: All right. Let's get to the week five recap. I mean, early contender for game of the season, I would say. Ole Miss fifty five yeah. LSU forty nine. Woo! Damn,
0: this is a game that I wish I watched from start to finish. That like this that LSU looked like they were winning this game for a lot of the game. Like it's just great resilience by Ole Miss to kind of get back and get the lead at the end and yeah. put it away. Um, and they definitely needed this win really badly. So, I mean, so did LSU, but LSU's defense.
1: Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad.
0: Oh, uh, man. I mean, for his talent and his caliber to have zero sacks and all the tackles that they missed in this game.
1: Yeah. Buddy. It was ba- bad, bad design on defense, bad performance on defense. I mean, Ole Miss had 700 total yards. School record. This, yeah, this, game, record, did not, this game did not go to overtime. Uh, they had seven hundred total yards. I mean that. I mean, granted, LSU had six hundred thirty-seven, but uh, LSU's supposed to have all this talent on defense. Um, Bill Perkins, what you had, buddy? Yeah, and and they're you know this was kind of what they put their hat on. They're like, oh, I mean, our defense is going to be pretty good this year. You don't quite understand. We're going to get that. Let's. Um, I forget what that kid's name off the top of my head. The edge rusher <sighs> back. Um, who missed the Florida State game? They're like, it's gonna make a, it's gonna make a big difference. And oh, it's like, Nixon, yeah, is it dude? Like they look shaky against our a bad Arkansas team, frankly. And they looked really bad against LSU or Ole Miss rather, on on Saturday. Uh I mean Jackson Dart like absolutely torched them 389, 10 yards of drop back. Like that's wild. Four touchdowns, and then you know, three rushing touchdowns. They could not stop Quinchon Junkins. He hey, really showed man. up in this game.
0: Yeah, he showed up for sure. And Ulysses um, Bennett for or, uh, Ulysses
1: Bentley for sure. Yeah, uh, Ulysses Bentley the fourth. We can't leave that that off. That that's that, elite, that elite name right there. Yeah, I mean like just a phenomenal game by the Ole Miss offense. Um, they got it done when it mattered, and LSU could make a play in the end zone at the end of the game when it mattered, and you know that's the difference right there. Um
0: yeah, the SEC West is a mess.
1: It's all over the place. Boy, I mean the, the whole conference, like it, it isn't great. I mean no. uh, you know, we, we can talk about the conference now. We, we don't have to save it until the end.
0: The like, the conference overall isn't great, but the east is pretty much settled right now, I would say. Um, I mean Georgia's number one at the moment and probably will be for the probability of that is good but I'm gonna west, pull, up some,
1: I'm gonna pull up some text messages I got from Patrick and hold on we'll talk about
0: we'll talk about it a little bit yeah. but uh, the west is a whole different ball game and I feel like it always has been but this year is it's just Bamas in limbo they're you know um embracing a new identity I guess of relying on their defense to win games which is cool and I, they're, this, they're not there as talently as they used to be, but I think Ole Miss is hot and cold. But th- right now, they seem to be the best team in the West.
1: Um, yeah, and I think we're gonna, we're going to find out a lot about the West on Saturday, Alabama and A and M. But I yeah. mean, yeah, you, you look at the standings right now; it's like Alabama two and o, A and M two and LSU two and one, Ole Miss one and one. And it seems like you know Alabama has beat Ole Miss, who beat LSU. But I feel like it, it could just as easily. N beats Alabama uh, like it could just be like one of those big like circles and we could have four teams at four and two at the end of the year we have to do right. some like our ar- archaic tiebreakers to determine who wins the West right um, so that could be interesting I mean then you have a team like Auburn who you know hasn't looked amazing but has had a little more fight in them than I expected I mean you know obviously they gave Georgia a ton of problems last week um so I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Like, are they going to ruin someone's season, you know, late in the year? Um, could they knock off Alabama on the Iron Bowl, for example? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. And and then over in the East, to your point, I mean, Georgia's 2-0, but Kentucky's 2-0, and they handled Florida, like, very easily this past weekend. And Missouri had LSU this weekend a chance for a really big win for them um, to, to kind of stake their claim to potential uh, East supremacy. So, it, it, like you said, the conference isn't as good as it normally is this year, but the, um, but like the depth. I mean, a lot, the team. It's very interesting. Rather, um, it
0: is also kind of interesting, though. Like we talk about the SEC not being great this year, but I feel like they have way more ranked teams than they usually do. Um, just depth, well, I, I guess.
1: Seven. I, what it is is they have seven ranked teams, but they only have one in the top.
0: I 10. guess I'm seeing Missouri is ranked and being like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they have
1: 20, 21,
0: 22, and 23. Yeah, okay. I so, mean, if like A&M's ranked and Auburn's not going to be ranked, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, the, the the league has been very interesting this year. So, I mean, let, let's stay in the league there. Uh, Georgia, 27, Auburn, 20. Yeah. Um, before I, before I let you go on this, let me just say, that Brock Bowers, he can play some football. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it seems to um, be all Georgia's offensive plan again is to start slow, not kind of, not really know what we're doing, kind of half-ass our way through the first half and the set third quarter, and be like, oh yeah, we have Brock Bowers. Let's just throw the ball to him. I mean, he, he had a stellar game again, eight catches for 157 yards. Um, Auburn's entire wide receiver room only had 88 yards in this game. Um, it says a lot about Georgia's past defense. Um, but, yeah, Brock Bowers, man, like he kept making big plays. I mean, he had uh, a drive. He had 37 and 28-yard catch that resulted in a field goal for them. He had that 40-yard touchdown with two minutes and two seconds left that took the lead for good. So it, it's great that he's there to bail out this offense that I wouldn't say is shaky. They just, they just They just are playing too conservatively. And I feel like they're playing a little too scared. Um, There's not a lot going on in the running back room, unfortunately. Kendall Milton's been out, but when he's played, he hasn't been much of a help. It's – the talent's there. They have the players. It's just – I don't know what's going on. Carson Beck's – like, he is the second-best passer raider in the SEC right now, and he's, like, top ten. But he doesn't really feel like it. He, he's not going vertical as much as I'd like he would. I feel like he's a little scared. He, he's easy. Like I'm gonna give it to Bowers and Bowers will take a five yard catch into a forty yard catch. Um, but luckily they got Ladd McConkey back for the first time. With it. he had a little back lower back problem, but maybe that'll help out down the line. I'm just George's run defense right now is very suspect. They allowed 219 yeah. on the ground. And they're playing a guy um, on Kentucky that is very good. I think he had almost 300 yards against Florida. Um, these slow starts haven't burned Georgia yet, and it's coming. I know it's coming. Like, I just know we're going to get caught in a moment. We're not we're like a team like Kentucky. It's, it's going to be tough. But having Bowers to the whole point is excellent. I mean, he is probably not going to be a Heisman winner or anything, but he's going to be he's the best tight end in the country right now. And he is a guy who will bail out your offense when you need someone to make a big catch.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're discounting Mitchell Evans, but I mean, Brock Powers is okay, too. Who? Yeah. well, Notre Dame's tight end, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah next yeah, oh, next yeah. in the long run. Good,
0: good job for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Six for 134 on Saturday. No big deal. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's the thing with Georgia is that, you, I mean, you mentioned with how bad the run defense has been um, and how bad the run offense has been. It's like, you could kind of excuse a shaky passing game. They don't really have the receivers who can stretch the field. And, and like you said, maybe Brooke or Beck can't really take it vertical, um, but they don't have either of those. And so it's just like, they feels like they can't, they don't have something that they can for sure bail themselves out with. Other yeah, like
0: than- in, in years past, it was it was fun to watch them offensively play really well, and then it, by like in tough games too. It, by the end of it, they're just hashing off eight yard runs, bag right. to bag. They're just beating the, They're beating the hell out of you off like running the ball down your throat. There's just no one here right now that's able to do that. I think.
1: Right. Exactly. And then yeah, they can't rely. It can't be like in in a situation where the opponent gets up early and then it's okay. Georgia will just shut them down because I mean, we, we almost saw it last week with Auburn. Like you said, they're running the ball really well. They easily could have put that game away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a problem for Georgia. Like maybe not against Auburn, uh, but it could be a problem this weekend. It could definitely be a problem against a team like Ole Miss um, yes. later in the year. And, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee, You know, their offense hasn't been awesome this year, but that's a team that if they got it going and put up 40 on, or maybe not 40, but, you know, 30 or something on Georgia, I wouldn't be surprised. And you just have to ask, like, is this dog's offense good enough to score 30 against an SEC team? Yeah. Um, I I mean, I have my concerns for sure. Um, But they got the job done. Brock Bowers is (laughs) incredible. Um, We got a big one this weekend. So, yeah, I'm very interested in that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, on Friday night, Oregon State crushed Utah 21-7. to um, This Utah did not score until the fourth quarter. They need Cam Rising back, man. This offense is atrocious.
0: There's actually some...
1: It's a news. miracle they've won four games yeah. with an it's, offense like, like this. The first it few games of the so season... Bad.
0: The first few games of the season, it was like, okay, they're fine, you know, their defense is good enough yeah. for their offense to at least get some points in there and get them out. Cause they, they barely squeaked by UCLA last week, 14-7. to 7. Um, But Cam Rising actually just came out like 20 minutes ago, or an yeah. article was posted 20 minutes ago, where he didn't just tear his ACL, he tore his meniscus, MPFL, and MCL. Yep. Um, and... <laughs> Guys yeah. like Kyler Murray and Hendon H- H- Hooker have also suffered the same injury, and they set out like an entire year. So I don't know if that means we're not seeing Cam Rising for a while, but if I'm Kyle Whittingham, I, I need him back. I'm begging this dude to come back. I- I- I'm, I'm going to need you just to like play 50% because that would be better than 100% Nick Johnson or Bryson Barnes.
1: Yeah, I mean, these teams, I mean, Yeah, like I said, it's a miracle they they've won four games, three of them against Power Five teams. Um,
0: And they,
1: the offense is just—I just—they
0: need—they need—they need need him back fast. They have, yeah, maybe one more game, and then you have uh, Oregon and uh, USC and Washington. You're not going to be able to keep up with them if you're if you don't have Cam Rising, who is a great quarterback and boosts your offense significantly.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it's not like he has to be, you know, Caleb Williams, but if he if, if he can get this team to thirty points, I have a hard time seeing them losing, you know. Yeah. But it, it's just, I mean, the offense on like if I the defense for Utah was so good that I would just be furious. Thirteen tackles for a loss against Oregon State, and, and three sacks, three pass breakups, um, and it just doesn't matter because. You're averaging 1.8 yards on the ground, 4.5 yards to drop back. Um, You just can't win like that. You just flat out with less than 200 yards of total offense. It's just not going to happen. And it's a real bummer because Utah, I think, would have been it would have been really really interesting to watch this Utah team with Rising play against those teams like USC and Washington and Oregon too, to some extent with like that, like super high flying offense, like just the, the, the contrast and styles would have been really cool to watch, but yeah. <clears throat> it's a problem, man. Like I, I can't in good conscience pick this team to do anything um, without rising. Like if, if they lost this weekend against a, against a, an improved Cal team, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And then like you said, USC, Oregon, Washington—I mean, that's three games that would be tough with Rising, like much less without him. Um, you know, we could see this team only win six games this year um, with a—you know—within a with a Rose Bowl level defense, uh, but the offense is just that bad.
0: Yeah, and they lost. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, even though the quarterbacks are bad and they probably weren't going to win this game, I thought they were because just their defense is too good. But yet again, Utah proves they cannot win away from their home stadium. So,
1: yeah, true. Um, yeah, so just just a real, re- real, tough one for them. They're off this weekend. Um, maybe that will give Rising enough time. Um, but that is a seven week straight gauntlet. You know, and ending with Colorado, who. Um, they can score some points, you know, it, it doesn't. And as we've seen with Oregon State, it doesn't have to be a ton of points. Like I know um, Colorado hasn't really played a defensive Utah's caliber, but at this point you did, they, they just need to score 10 and you and they'll, and they'll beat Utah. Right. So I, I don't know. That's, that's something to watch for sure. Um, I, I hope he comes back. Cause he's, he's a ton of fun to, to watch play. Um, so and i not and like utah utah's a fun team so i, I really hope he's back i, I think that'll make the pac 12 even more interesting mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll say in the pac 12 i just mentioned them usc 48 colorado 41 <sighs> uh, this game was heading into laffer territory um i mean usc just like was scoring at complete will um it was it looked really easy for them and then they remember that they employed Alex Grinch and just like could not play defense. And Colorado almost came back and won, frankly. Um, uh,
0: a tradition, just like it's just Alex Grinch's defense since Oklahoma 2019, second half. Just, yeah, what is he like? Just hanging out in the sideline, not, you know, just whatever. Just eh, lay back, don't do anything.
1: I don't get life it. He must Why have. is he
0: employed? Why is he employed?
1: He either has blackmail on Lincoln Riley, or they are the best friends in the entire world, and he's just like, "Damn, my boy can score forty-five points a game without even blinking." I just have to show up, and I make millions. Yeah, I mean, and if that's true, dude, rocks respect. But I mean, come on, dude, like this defense is like, it. I mean, it is stunning to watch, and I know Colorado has a pretty good offense. They do, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, but.
1: Yeah. Oregon allowed six points to these guys.
0: Listen, the bigger conversation of this is yes. USC's defense is very bad. I don't want to talk about Dion and, oh, my God, they put 41 on USC and almost won this game. Six times did USC give a play bigger of at least 20 yards, uh, and, um, and six times did they give runs of at least 10 yards. I'm sorry. It's passes that were at least 20 yards. Um. It's disgusting. They were up 41-14 at one point. And yeah. their games like last year where Arizona was very bad. They won 45-37. California was very bad. They won 45-35. Just I don't get why this guy's employed. When you they, have a guy like a team ready to win with an offense like Caleb with Kelly one behind center. They have to put up like 50 a game in order to keep winning. Yeah. It's, it's just not – it's why they lost to Lane. It's why I mean they got their ass kicked by Utah. They got blown out. But it's why they lose to Utah in the regular season last year. Is their defense is not helping them whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and they've got they got Arizona this weekend to gave Washington some problems. Um, you know, so they can't overlook them. They probably will be overlooking them a little bit because they're at Notre Dame next week, who um, has a pretty good offense. Yeah. Um, then they're at Utah, who, who we talked about. Then Cal, and then we got Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Three straight times, three straight of those games to close the year out. This defense, with throwing that Notre Dame game, um, do you really trust this defense to lead this mm. team to only if they get out of that with only one loss? Kale Williams deserves a Heisman because that means yeah. he would have scored sixty-five points. A game. Yeah, um, because Wait, uh- it's just like it, it's insane to me. Um, Like, we can't talk about this team as a serious playoff contender um, because the defense is that bad. If you could somehow combine Utah's defense with USC's offense, I think that team could probably beat the uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah. But (laughs) instead, we just (laughs) have... We just have like an insane, like last year against Notre Dame, um, you know, to illustrate your point, Notre Dame scored 27 points, which may not seem like a lot into, until you're like me. And I remember who Notre Dame had playing quarterback last year, Drew Pine. He was terrible, He but he had 12 yards to pass last year against this team. Mm-hmm. What's Sam Hartman going to do to them? What's, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and it's not even like you have to push the field vertically on these guys. It's not that, like, it's not like their corners don't have the talent. And you they can have the talent. It's not. Like, it's not. Like, it, it's not like oh, Colorado's receivers just ran by them. Yes. on on or on go routes or whatever. It's these breakdowns in coverage where you throw the ball uh, an eight yard slant or, or a ten yard comeback, and oh, there's no one near me, or the one guy who is near me uh, just dives at my legs and completely misses. Right. And I, I, I just. <clears throat> The the idea of Washington playing this defense is insane. Like you could, I'm Washington could score seventy points on these guys. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's. We talked about the. You mentioned at the very beginning of the show that uh, Georgia Tech's defense assessment shuffling. This like I don't USC has got to do something here. (laughs) They have to. It's not helpful to this program where they are. I. I mean, hey, I mean they make their games fun. But
1: yeah, most, one of the most entertaining teams to watch for sure. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 you got to figure Grinch has got to be a good recruiter. That's why he hasn't been demoted, but I don't know. Like it's just, it's untenable at this point. Dude, really. Like if I, if I'm Lincoln Riley, like just hire somebody better. I like, I, are you serious or not? Yeah. Like you, you took the USC job for the prestige because you think it's Brad in Oklahoma because you think you can win a national title there. Um, And it's like eh, ridiculous not to replace your defensive coordinator. If I'm USC, I'm looking at him just be like, what are you fucking doing, dude? Like we're paying you all this money. You can score all these points and that's great. But like, what's it worth to us? Right. I, I, I don't know. I mean I, I hope they don't fire Alice Grinch until two weeks from now. I would right, like right, right, right. I need the Notre Dame offense to play to play the Grinch defense, but after that, he, he can be fired. hmm Speaking of Notre Dame, twenty-one to fourteen. Oh. Never doubted him. No, never he doubted certainly
0: him. never doubted these guys. Wasn't certainly there, there was never
1: any moment of
0: we're losers. <laughs> There's definitely no tweets out there that says we're losers.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, losers. Not. I was not calling for Marcus Freeman to be fired. <laughs> um, I did not call him, Sam Hartman, the entire program, Gerard Parker, the new offensive coordinator. I did not call them all losers. Um, that didn't happen. The only tweet that still lives says, never doubted them." So <laughs> something to think about. Oh, hey, oh um, man.
0: What do you? How do you think Duke fans feel for the defensive performance that they played all game, where they were dominating the line of scrimmage for most of the game? They were getting, you know, blowing past blockers, getting by in the backfield. But on the one drive that it meant the most, they were just like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's just lay back a little bit.
1: Um, I think just- that Duke fans are incapable of looking inward. Okay. Um, they just. The whole time that game was happening, they're just like, "Damn, I wish this was a basketball game right now." Um, <laughs> hey,
0: it was Coach Cat?
1: Yeah, this is weird. Why am I outside? I want to be it inside. Is,
0: I want to know why the defensive coordinator on the biggest play of the game, fourth and sixteen, was like, "All right, I'm going to rush three and drop eight. It was That's a that, good idea.
1: <laughs> that really made no sense to me. Like, like Hartman was sort of moving the ball a little bit that drive. Um, picking apart the defense, but um, he had a lot of problems in this game. Like Duke was getting pressure a lot. Duke was getting pressure on this drive a lot. There was almost a safety yeah. to start, and it just seemed a little strange to, when it was seventeen yards. You know, if it was ten, even if it was fourth and ten, I would understand dropping eight a lot more. Um. I, I just don't I don't understand why I, I just rush four. I'm not like you know what I'm saying you have to bring a blitz or anything like that. Yeah. But just, got, just just rush four. That yeah. was I mean, I'm glad he made the mistake, but
0: Sam Harden did have like a really tough outing and I Yeah. I don't think it's because he was struggling himself personally. I, I honestly think that Duke's pass defense is one of the best coverage units in the country right now. Um so yeah. this might be like the best pure dat- pass defense that he's faced. And he on top of that he's facing pressure, so I get it, but I mean he came in clutch when the team needed it yeah and i i didn't I couldn't watch this game was, um but the fourth and sixteen scramble was immediately um, uh, immediately after that was a thirty yard run right that sealed the game, yeah, that's gotta be okay, so then yeah, that has to be immortal for notre dame fans the, that yeah. that's those two plays are insane.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's a Heisen moment right there. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, if it continues the way it's going. And yeah, he did have a tough game. Um, Notre Dame's offensive line struggled with Duke's, de- with Duke's defensive line, for sure. Um, Notre Dame was also down to like three healthy scholarship receivers, and that really showed as well. Um, but, you know, Tobias Miller had, had one deep shot early in the game um, that, you know, was slightly overthrown by Hartman. but. Right. They just didn't have that vertical. Like, just they couldn't stretch the field at all. Like, Mitchell Evans, the tight end, who had a great game—six catches, one thirty-four. Um, I mean, without him, they would have lost for sure. But you, this isn't. I mean, it, this looked like last year's offense. Um, yeah, and it's and it's not Hartman's fault for sure. Um, like, he definitely he could have been better for sure. But they really need those those receivers back, and it looks like. Two of the, I think all three of the receivers who are out will be, or two of the three, Colsey's still out, but two, three will be back this weekend. And I think that's going to make a really big difference. Um, just having someone like Jaden Thomas, who's more of your your third down receiver. Uh, he may not, he's not a burner, but he's he's a good possession receiver who can't, who, no, I mean, really needed um, th- this past weekend. I mean, they were awful on third down, three for 15. Um, and just having a player like that would have gone a, a really long way. And also the penalties are just like there it's, it's becoming a problem, um, f- for Notre Dame. Like they have had a lot and it's not, uh, and it's, a, it's a ton of procedural penalties too. Um, and it almost calls from the game this time. They had 12 penalties to Dukes two. Uh real fair game there, by the way, refs. <laughs> um, but and you know, all, all, all kidding aside, like it's a problem. It was a problem against NC state. It was a problem against Ohio state and against a team like USC or even Louisville this weekend. Um, you know, everyone wants to beat you. You can't just like give them the chance, uh, you know, this just say, yeah, go ahead and we'll, we'll spot you 12, you know, penalties and clean some in some really key moments. Um, just can't have and the kicker's not good enough. I I, I don't know. We're gonna have to in the nerd and complaining hour, but they got they got the job done. Um great game, great game. Um sucks for Duke, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, who
0: gives yeah. yeah.
1: Um I, I was
0: I was uh from looking back and there are PCS highlights for anyone listening on YouTube is a really great channel to um see the end of games and see like funny or big plays that happened he does a really great job cutting that up i watched some stuff on this game when i got back sunday and i was pretty impressed with how duke played in this game i one i, I like i mean it's i'm just like college football at heart wanted like you know a big upset but um they they ran the ball so well, even though they were missing their left tackle Graham Barton, um, even though Riley Leonard accounted for 88 of their yards, but they had 188 89 yards on 41 attempts. They seem to be doing. I mean, like they're just like punching them in the mouth. It seems, but yeah, that's at the end of the game. Notre Dame prevailed here, and what sucks even more for Duke is um, Riley Leonard leaving the game on crutches.
1: Yeah, he took a pretty nasty tackle at the end of the game. Yeah. there. he did not. He also didn't have a great game. Um, no, he did I not. Think kind of lost in Notre Dame's crazy final drive was that they had Duke's offense like clamped up pretty well. Yes, um, like Leonard especially like wasn't able to he had one big run but other than that they, they kept him pretty well in check um his less than 50 passing only 134 passing 88 on the ground but uh, I, I think they did a good job on him but yeah that was really really tough for duke apparently it's not super significant i think he's gonna miss a couple weeks um but it looks like he will be able to come back this season
0: yeah but i i said duke's making a bowl game if they won this game it would have been insane. Like the 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 talk like it's okay, they might win the ACC. Um but when you
1: not a conference loss.
0: That's true. They still could. Um but not having Leonard for a few weeks is going to be a doozy.
1: Yeah, especially program. NC State's kind of a mess right now. Um but Florida State the week after that. That's I mean that's a real interesting game. Um you know we gotta see this Duke defense are they for real or or not? Um but yeah losing Leonard I think it's gonna make winning that Florida State game really really difficult especially on Maybe the road he'll
0: make a surprisingly come, surprisingly fast comeback.
1: Yeah nice. yeah it's that'll be three weeks after a high ankle sprain as a broken ankle survivor.
0: Listen Riley Leonard's mom needs to step up her game every right. hour Send you suck, you suck. Yeah. You should make, make that grind so he comes back for the fort. Escape, you got a
1: weak ankle, boy.
0: Yeah, you suck. Uh,
1: quick hits Texas 40, Kansas 14. This game yeah. was interesting for a little bit 13 7 at halftime. Uh, Kansas's quarterback Jaden Daniels uh, was ruled out in warmups, and that kind that of was brutal. Think, affected them. I don't know how much of an effect it would have had ultimately. I think it would te- have
0: had a, a decent effect.
1: Texas stepped on the gas in the second half. Yes, now. yes. Um, big, big one this weekend, which we'll obviously talk about. Um, and then quickly, Fresno 27, Nevada 9. Um, Fresno State is probably the leader in the clubhouse to take that G5 bid and uh, play in the – I'm not sure what it is this year. Um, the, the New Year Six Bowl, they have won 14 straight games. I believe that is the second-longest had- thats the 2nd lo- streak in the country behind uh, Georgia, Georgia, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If something something to um keep in uh the, the, the tickler file. Let's see. I'm gonna look up bowl projections right now. This is riveting podcasting. Um uh, okay, let's get to studs and duds. My stud is Talia Tungavalloa from Maryland, mm-hmm. 352 yards, five touchdowns and a blowout win over Indiana. They got Ohio State this weekend. Uh something to monitor. That's all I'm saying. I I don't think they'll win, but could be a fun. I got,
0: I got some takes about that game. Um, my my stud this week is running back Ray Ray Davis from Kentucky, who had 26 carries for 280 yards and three touchdowns. I looked at that stat line and said, "Uh oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that <laughs> could be a problem." All right, the the G the G five team plays in the Fiesta Bowl, by the way. Okay. Um, okay. Do you ever just look at the bowl projections And then you just imagine yourself In the holidays Yes, all you're the like, time, every you're week like, You're like, yes January 1st, Oregon Fresno State Oh, the Cotton Bowls, Ohio State, Washington You're like, that seems awesome And then, yeah, alright well, We went to the whole time, but yeah, it's great Alright, uh, who is your dud?
0: My dud was basically The entire Utah offense um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yep This is quarterbacks we talked about earlier. Nate Johnson, 8 for 23, 101 yards and one touchdown with a QBR 10.2. And um, Bryson Barnes, 5 of 8, 40 yards and a pick. For a QBR twenty four point two, just that's that's a big again big problem with Utah. Um, but boy howdy, I I don't want to watch Iowa on the West Coast. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, my dad are the UTEP quarterbacks nine for twenty seven, a hundred and one total yards, as they drop a twenty four ten loss to Louisiana Tech. They are one and five on the year. Not
0: the miners
1: things have gotten ugly. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, they won seven <laughs> games in twenty twenty one. Five games last year, you know it was tough. But this year, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win another game. To be honest with you, um, things if that that was like a that was a, a team. I was like they are on the up and up. Maybe not on the exact same trajectory as UTSA, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm seeing a little bit with with, with you, uh, UTEP. I'm liking it. I'm liking it, but. I'm not so sure about that one.
0: It's a tough look that UTEP's down like this because, for like the jaded college football, um, seasoned, experienced viewers, the Miners have always been a fun team to be like, check them out. It's UTEP. Yeah, UTEP's on. UTEP's on. Now it's they're they're bad. <laughs> they're not fun to watch.
1: They sure aren't, but will I end up watching a decent amount of them because yes. they're in CUSA and so they play yes. on Wednesdays now? Oh, you better believe it. Mm-hmm. Next Wednesday, October 11th, UTEP, Florida International, Ricardo Sola Stadium, Miami, Florida. Mm, nice. Let's get to Fire's ass. Patrick, whose ass are you firing?
0: Alice Grinch. Yep. What are we doing here? Leave this off already. Get this bum. He's enjoying himself. He's enjoying himself a little too much in L.A. I'm just saying, get him out of here.
1: Too much in and out. Too much del taco. Mm, too much Watch some tape. Um, my dud or not dud. My fires ass is Pat Narduzzi. Yes. Uh, um, they got handled pretty pretty well by Virginia Tech. Um, that's a down yes. Virginia Tech. Very down. <laughs> And they won 38-27, was not close or thirty eight twenty one sorry was not close. Um, it the the offense for for Pitt was terrible thirty eight yards rushing one you know the long their long rushing play on the day was a twelve yard scramble by Djokovic yes um, it's not good man it's just not this, going well this is
0: un, I mean related but unrelated Narduzzi um was that game on the had a delay by chance.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, just,
0: it, I, I it was, was night totally sober in a bar, and it felt like it was eleven thirty, and this game was like not even the start of the third quarter. I'm like, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure when it kicked off. It was it okay. was a night game, but I don't okay. know when the exact. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's kickoff. Eight I probably didn't
0: kickoff. have my glasses on and just couldn't see who was on the screen. You know? Yeah. yeah. I got it, bad eyes.
1: Eight, eight o'clock kickoffs. So that, that's pretty <laughs> okay. that's pretty late for the ACC. All right. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, not juicy. I mean, this pit is one in four, and they're like it's a bad one in four. I mean, that Cincinnati loss looks worse and worse by the week. Um, they got boat raced by UNC. Yeah. It's not it, We we got a bye week now. Djokovic apparently lost the starting spot. Good. I, don't know. I don't know how much that's gonna fix things um it's not it's not looking good for, old, for the old pit Panthers I'm not sure what his buyout is but I, I guess he better hope he crushes that Michigan state interview um so he doesn't get fired here um because yeah it does not get easier we've got one two three four more ranked games to go this year um so uh oh then making a bowl is looking pretty unlikely at this point yeah. All right, who's your main character of the week? Or who's the main character of the week, Patrick? Man. Uh Uh-oh, folks, clear out. He's going to ISO. He's going to (laughs) ISO. Pat
0: McAfee, you piece of shit, is the main character of the week. Um, I have never seen someone who is more involved with the college football sport and yet be so out of touch with everything around him. Um. Dude, and you're welcome to join in on this. If you all aren't aware, Washington State and Oregon State are the only two teams left in the Pac 12. And Lee Corso, uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, kind of made a joke that nobody cares about us, Bowl, and then did like a little crying, you know, mm-hmm. using my knuckle under my eye, kind of sad. And of course, Washington State's coach, Did not take well to this and, you know, called out Lee Corso and this caused a big domino effect of Ryan Leaf also coming at the program. And then Pat McAfee just out of touch decided, okay, I'm going to go scorched earth and just say fuck off to the entire Washington State program and fans. And just it was it was so classless and just not tasteful at all. You can find the videos out there, but it's, it's 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 like it's sparked a conversation because the reason those teams are out are because of the you know the employer of Pat McAfee, and it, it's just dude, I'm 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 so done with that dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like they, they brought him on, and he thinks he's like, here's what we should do is we should antagonize Washington State because he just comes from pro wrestling. Um, and it's just like, this is what the people want to see. Let me also just say, like, pro wrestling, grow the fuck up. Like, yeah. Shut up. Like, the amount of people who I otherwise respect online who talk about pro wrestling, get a fucking grip. Anyway, um, and this guy, he's just a product of it. Just saying all this, like, random shit and screaming and not wearing sleeves. And it's just like. He's hey. a
0: panderer. He's never picked. I mean, what? He's he always panders to the crowd. He's just a people pleaser. It's, it's, he's just, it just grosses me out who as, who he is as a person. It's just not, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, at first when they hired him on game day, I was like, okay, I mean, he's very energetic and he'll add something, but right. game day is essentially a shell of itself now. And then you have someone like this just doubling down on the people, like you're insulting the fans that watch your program. Um, like he says something like, "So for the one time they don't go, oh Washington State." And he did like a mock bow. You guys just start getting petty and attacking, and then he goes, "Fuck off!" Like not a yeah. not a good look. He kept bring he kept bringing up how College Game Day has helped promote Wazoo by spotlighting the Wazoo flag, which is relevant. How like I don't know, man. Yeah. He he did a really good job of making this about him and just putting a bad light on ESPN. Yeah. And on top of it, after what he said, um, Adam Schefter had a tweet like he's an NFL player. Like, oh, Pat McAfee was throwing up in between commercial. Like, oh, my God, dude.
1: Bro, how many times have you thrown up on a Saturday morning? Grow up, dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's just.
1: Yeah, he's been like you said, I I thought he could bring some good energy into it. And he's just been obnoxious the entire time. Um, I was way off on that one. All right, let's get to the week six preview. Let's get to what is good about the sport. Um, and what is better than this? Red River. Oh, baby. yeah. Noon ABC, one of the consistently most insane games of it's the year. great. Texas is a five-point favorite. Um, this kicks off at noon on ABC. Um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think Texas is ultimately going to win. I think... Texas is just at a better place in their trajectory as opposed to Oklahoma is not to say that Oklahoma won't get there. Um, I I think they've shown a lot of improvements in year two under Venables. Um, The offense is pretty good. Dylan Gabriel is pretty exciting. Um, They're, you know, they're lighting the scoreboard up 50 last week against Iowa state, Um, you know, 73, the first week against Arkansas state. Um, So this offense is pretty good, but I do have questions about this defense. Um, I know they haven't faced anyone, I mean that's the thing. They haven't faced anyone too impressive yet. Certainly not on yeah. Texas's level. So I just I just wondered if I doubt they're going to score fifty on Texas, and I and I and I. But I do kind of think that Texas might score forty on them. Um, so I, I think that's the question I have with with this game. Um, is do you think Oklahoma can keep it close and maybe even knock the horns off?
0: Uh it's a rivalry game, so you want to think there's it's going to be a close game throughout, but Texas is the more complete team um, because they can beat you in both the air and on the ground offensively. And Oklahoma is basically just air raid light right now. Dylan Gabriel has been fantastic, um, and they might be able to test Texas' secondary, but Texas just has such a strong front seven on that defense that they could mask up any – You know, they could cover up any issues that may arise in this game. I, I want to, I want to say this game's going to be close, but Texas has proven that they're back and Texas passed the top 25 tests last week with Kansas. Um, I'm going to go with the Longhorns in this game and six. They're going to win by a touchdown at least.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's one of these things where Oklahoma keeps it close early. They'd use some crazy trick plays. Uh, maybe they should turnover or two. But I think, like you said, ultimately Texas just has a little too much. Um, I love. I mean, I think Xavier Worthy's is going to have a huge game, um, and and, yeah. I, I they'll, they'll uh, and I think I'm they'll pull away. I'm sure
0: Oklahoma's better. pissed about last year's game, um, but uh, Texas has gotten better since then. So,
1: right. All right, moving on to the Pac-12, a game I wish I could watch, but it's on the F and Pac-12 network. Yep. Um, oh, folks, just get ready for that one. Colorado is also on the Pac-12 network. You are never going to see so many pissed-off brand-new college football fans. Yes. Day. Why I can't I watch Coach Prime? Network.
0: Why? Yeah. I'm a 45-year-old man and calling him Coach Prime. Why can't I watch yeah.
1: him? <laughs> um, but Wazoo travels to UCLA, and UCLA is the favorite here, which I, I found a yep. bit surprising. Um you know Washington State has played um, really well to start the year, and, and as talented as Dante Moore is for the Bruins, I just don't think he's quite ready yet to, to no. play. No, uh, he's like got to Washington. face Ron
0: Stone Jr., who's been like an incredible pass rusher for the Cougs this season, so he's going to get tested.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, like they they both had last week off, which I guess is good, but just watching him against Utah, and not to say that was it was Utah in terms of defense, but. I just have a really hard time believing that he is going to be an advantage in this game, um, especially when you look at Cam Ward across, you know, on the other side uh, for the Cougars. Who's now this is his second year in the Pac-12, but this is like his fourth or fifth year at the college level. So I just think he's a little more polished, a little more calm back there than, than Moore is right now, um, who's just making his fifth ever collegiate, he's playing his fifth ever collegiate game. Like he, he was a in high school, not too long ago. Yeah. So I, I just think that, and it's, and like the Rose bowl is a beautiful facility and a great place for a bowl game, but that place is no, no, does not have a home field advantage at all. No, so it, it's, I just don't see UCLA do, getting it done. Like I, I like Wazoo here or outright like, I'd be like a touchdown, 10 points, something like that, you know, 31, 21, um, something like that. I, I just, do you, so do you think UCLA's got a shot in this?
0: Eh, no, but fun fact is their defense is number one in yards allowed per play at 3.75. Pretty uh, good. Yeah. Uh, but they play Cam Ward. So that's not yeah, going to last very long. Uh, that's,
1: that is nice. But yeah, Coastal Carolina, a team that has forgotten how to play offense, San Diego State, a team that's never known how to play offense, uh, North Carolina Central, and Utah. So, I'm a little less impressed with that than I than I guess I thought I was at first. But, um, yeah, I, I like you said, I, I just think Kim is too much for them. Yeah,
0: yeah, Wazoo is going to win this game pretty handily.
1: Speaking of being too much for people, Kentucky, Georgia. Uh oh, Patrick. Georgia fourteen and a half point favorites. This is seven o'clock um, in Athens. Can the dogs slow down Ray Davis?
0: Um, man. So Georgia's looked really shaky the past few weeks, and this game is going to be a doozy if they do not get their act together again. Um, yeah, they've been slowly they slowly been losing their grip on the number one ranking, and rightfully so, I think. They, um, Bill Connolly does a nice thing. He did a nice tweet of kind of showing the top 25 or the top uh, unbeaten teams and how they score in each quarter. And Georgia currently is a 0.0 point margin in the first quarter, which is not good, especially for the teams they've been playing this year. I'm worried. Um, their run game has not been great. Even with Kendall Milton in the game, even if he's healthy, um, they're facing a, and on top of that, they're facing a very stout run defense. Kentucky runs the ball really, really well. And we've been abysmal stopping. And Ray Davis is probably going to have a really good game. Georgia wins by two scores.
1: Ooh.
0: I think you, he's uh, you're you're had not, you're enough of the pundits being like, eh, is Georgia really Georgia? And, you know, he probably saw those ranking votes. And I bet he's got a nice little game plan for this game to be like, oh, we're still here. Uh yeah There's a reason they're 14 and a half Vegas knows something
1: Do they though <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know I mean it's I, 14 and a half seems like a lot I know it is at home But Georgia is going to sort of have a letdown Off that Auburn game You know that it is a rivalry Um I just really have concerns about Georgia's r- Rushing attack Um And Kentucky's is so strong that if they get up like Auburn did, or South Carolina was like, I I just don't know if the dogs are necessarily built to come back. Here's
0: the um, thing
1: effectively. And um, I am just concerned, but uh, on just how the dogs are going to handle it, but maybe not as concerned as you were a few days ago. Um. Let's see. Carson Beck is the ninth best quarterback in the country and second best in the SEC. But he needs to step up and stop playing like a scared boy. Georgia uh, is going to lose twenty four to seventeen. Your your thoughts?
0: That was two days. That was a few days ago. Things have changed.
1: Okay, things have changed. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: Listen, you said that you were worried about the run game. Guess what? You can just give the ball to Brock Bowers. He can run the ball. Put him okay. make him a halfback. He's fine. We're good. Okay. Everything's Patrick, okay. It's okay, Ned. It's, we're fine.
1: With, with a slow start again, we are fucked. know <laughs> yeah. so, All right. I don't know. Just that's just not my words, <laughs> Pat, Pat, Patrick's from like seventy-two hours ago. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I ultimately, while I do think the game is close, I do think Georgia just has too much talent, in the home field. Though I think they'll win the game. I think it won't be easy because uh, I don't think Georgia is going to make it easy for themselves very often this year. No, um, especially against a, a, Kentucky is a good football team. They this, are? Isn't, this isn't Florida. This isn't Joe Milton led Tennessee. This isn't South Carolina. Kentucky's a good, a good squad. So Georgia, I think knows that. And I think they'll take them seriously. I think it will get a little hairy, but I, I think Georgia ends up, ends up winning by about a touchdown. Yeah. Notre name Louisville. Another oh, rank, another ranked night game for Notre Dame. A Week can, in a row, can and it's going to be a fourth week next week with oh. USC. Can I please hey, look at get that? A break? Is it
0: former head? Is that former Purdue head coach Jeff Brom? It is. What's he doing in Cardinal Red and White? Why are we losing? Oh no!
1: Yeah, <laughs> the upset uh, king. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I, can can we play UAB or something? I'm dying over here. Yeah. And, it's,
0: it's, they put they week. took everything out of the tank last week against Duke, and now you got to do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the road against another ACC team, and you're just like, oh, my God. Um, a lot has been made of Jack Plummer for Louisville, um, but this would be the third straight year Notre Dame has played him for a third different team.
0: Really? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> he was so like,
1: He was at Purdue in 2021. Yes. He was at Cal last year. Okay. And now he's at Louisville back reunited with Brahms. So Mm -hmm. we played him in 21. We played him in 22 with Cal and we played him last year. Um, Or yes. And we're playing him again this year. So this is the third straight time we've seen this kid. I think Notre Dame is going to handle him pretty well. The Louisville offense is not very good. um, And I think Notre Dame's defense is very good. I think even with Hartman, I think the defense is the strong part of the team. Yeah. Um, I just don't see Louisville. I mean, I said this last week with Duke, but I just don't see them being able to score enough on, on Notre Dame. I mean, no. beating up on Boston College and, and Murray State and Georgia Tech, it's like, who cares? I mean, they scored twenty one points on Indiana and thirteen on NC State. And it's a team that Notre Dame dropped forty on a few weeks ago. So I I just, frankly, like, I mean, Louisville's defense is pretty good. um, And Notre Dame, like we said earlier, makes a lot of self-inflicted mistakes. Um, I just don't see Louisville with the talent or, yeah, the offensive firepower to win this game. I I think Notre Dame is going to win this game. It won't be easy because it's it's never easy, but I, I think Notre Dame will win this game, like, you know, 24, 24, 10, 24 13, something like that.
0: Yeah. Um Tim Hartman should be able to produce enough explosive passing plays to come out on top here. And plus the, the Irish are battle tested. They'll be fine. It's, I wouldn't call this game like a trap game for the Irish um, because it's, it's going to be a, it's a rank game. You know, I'm sure Marcus Freeman has them ready for this one. Um yeah, but,
1: potential look ahead with USC coming next That's week. true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, but, the, I, but but to your point, they they just played a ranked team on the road last week. Yeah. They, it's, it's not like this is going to sneak up on them. No. Um, so I want to say thank you again to the AP committee for putting that 25 by Louisville. I totally yeah, think good, they deserve it. But um, I, yeah, I don't think this is a top 25 worth Louisville team, but – you want to give Notre Dame to to help them focus. Listen, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Notre Dame ends up winning. Oh, God, I pray it's comfortable. I would just like to relax on a Saturday night and not feel like I'm dying for for four hours.
0: Yeah. Um, it's been, yeah.
1: It's been it's been a tough couple weeks. I just I'm just trying to chill. Yeah, hey, I'm with anyone. you,
0: brother. I'm with
1: you. <laughs> it's just like come at least on. you're playing good teams. Yeah, like it's just I'm just not I, I can't wait for the bye week. I just need a rest here. I need a
0: I, I need a break, man. Please Can we
1: play can we play Navy again or something? Like damn. Uh,
0: you got can't, two more weeks and then and then you're 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 Gucci for the rest of the season.
1: Cannot wait for that pit game. Yeah. Um all right, other games I'm watching. Maryland, Ohio State. If this was if this was in College Park, I might be feeling a little bit differently about this yeah. game. I don't know score. why the Terps aren't in the top twenty-five.
0: They, they I mean, they they they're five and zero, and they've won all of their games by at least eighteen points.
1: I, I actually was just looking at the poll. They are quote unquote number twenty-six. They are the okay. highest-receiving votes team. So,
0: unfortunately, this is going to be uh, who's back? Oh, Ohio State's offense back. Game. Yeah, I
1: this I I've, <laughs> I've seen this one before. This one's going to be like 48-24. 24.
0: Yeah. Like Maryland's going to score yeah.
1: some at first. You're going to be like, oh, but I, I think I'll have say, yeah, they're going to score 50 points.
0: Maryland's defense has been pretty formidable all year, but I just know Kyle McCord and that wide that yeah. receiver room is going to pop off in this one. And, I mean, they're coming off a bye week in their home. Sheesh.
1: Yeah, I mean, the defense has been pretty good. But, again, Towson, Charlotte, UVA, Michigan yeah. State, Indiana. As it's going to be uh, Mickey Ibuka, Stover, Marvin Harrison. Like, it's going to be a, a, a bit of a rude awakening, I think. And that's just the pass catchers. Like, Travion Henderson, like, yeah. I, I think Maryland can score some of this game, and we will be pretty impressive. against a very good Ohio State defense, but I, I just don't think they're going to be able to outscore Ohio State whatsoever. Right,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Um, speaking of high scoring, LSU Missouri. Uh, this game is in Columbia. Um, Noon ESPN This is a nooner LSU is a four point favorite The over under on this game is 65 So uh, The over under Last week For Salt Miss Was 67 So This one's gonna be Some fireworks as well I think Um,
0: Yeah Nerd boy Please Please do it Please put Brian Kelly Away for the season Even though LSU is Out of the playoff Contention Why Why don't you Let them have Three losses Going back to Baton Rouge Please Yeah Um
1: and Missouri's wide receiver core is very very good. Yeah, Luther Burden the third is probably going to have a game. Yeah, and as we saw last week, LSU secondary got some question marks. Yeah. So I think um, I don't know who's going to end up winning this game. Um, You know, Jaden
0: Daniels is the better quarterback here. Brady Cook's a top ten ready to passer, but Jaden Daniels is better, and he might be able to carry them out of this one. But if it gets to a shootout. I don't like how how LSU fares in those. They're, I mean, per stop range they're the worst defense of the country. Yeah, and that wide receiver room in Missouri is very good. Yeah, that
1: that, that LSU defense just sucks so bad. Yeah, yeah. I. You know what? I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll pick the upset. I think Missouri wins. Um, yes. A great, a great win for them. Why not? I think not?
0: that Georgia game even harder next week.
1: Yeah, that's right. Keep them, No, it's going to keep them focused because they're going to have a nice big number next to their name. They're going to be like, all right, this is a good team. I stay focused. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Alabama, yeah, I'm going to go Missouri too here.
1: Okay, Alabama A&M. In this game is going to be Oof. as fun and high scoring as LSU Missouri is going to be. This is going to be some real football. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh Please, please,
0: end the old man, Jimbo.
1: Please. Over-under on this game is 46, which is pretty significantly the lowest one of all the top 25 matchups. I'm trying to see who... Oh, Georgia-Kentucky is 47.5. So this is even lower than that one. Um, Let's see who Iowa's playing this week. Oh, my God. Purdue-Iowa, 38.5. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway, um so this game is going to be a rock fight between Alabama and AM. Um it was already gonna be really rock fighty, and then obviously AM lost their starting quarterback, and now they're on to Max Johnson, the LSU transfer. Um, we've all seen Alabama's offense this year. Alabama's defense is hyper talented, you know, been playing super well. AM's defense has been playing pretty well and it's you know, it looks like the talent is starting to uh, have an effect, especially on that D line. Uh, so I really have questions on if Alabama's going to be able to protect Melrose, and if he is going to be able to use his legs for the tide.
0: Yeah. Um Aggie's defense has played pretty well for most of the year, minus the Miami game in Week 2, but Bama's offense is not anywhere close to the Hurricanes. Um And Max Johnson's probably, he's a good quarterback in a pinch of kind of wingmaning this out in this game. <clears throat> I just... It's tough because as I said earlier, it seems the identity and um, the team buying it in Bama is their defense and how they're gonna win games defensively. I just I don't like when teams do it's just I mean, I know Georgia did it for a bit, but I Bama's defense is not that great right now. Um and I think AM's gonna have another upset here and that would i mean that home at Kyle Field they've only allowed one one touchdown in both SEC games so far in that defense and i, I really think that's going to be a, a difference maker here for the uh, the Aggies um i think their offense might be able to put a little bit more production out than Bama's give me atm
1: oof this is what a&M winning would be great. This is obviously an awesome game for me because either way the narrative advances, either Bama is dead and they're never coming back or Jimbo's a big big stupid fraud. So um, I, I'm just I'm just I just hope one team loses. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I
0: think the best case scenario is Alabama loses so then we're like, okay, Bama's officially the done it's over mm-hmm. um, and then Am loses to Albaline Christian at the end of the year. And we're like, yes.
1: And then a two-loss Alabama team beats Georgia in the SEC championship. No, no. Georgia's knocked out of the playoff. No SEC teams in the playoff. Listen, brother, I, I would, I would
0: head head. not have straight up a good time if that happened.
1: Uh, I might, though. And well, <laughs> when, you, when you've when you won two national championships and I've won zero, maybe I deserve this one. So
0: Open up. I'm at your door. Open up.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, all right, well. Let's get to. We got one listener question, then we'll do the halfway point check in. The listener question is from Michael. He says, Who has been the biggest surprise in the Big 12 so far? I think um, that's
0: pretty pretty easy. Do, do, yeah. you, do you have a team? The biggest surprise? Uh, we might have the same.
1: Positive surprise is West Virginia.
0: Yes. Yes. West Virginia. Yeah. That's the. Yeah.
1: Because w- we said preseason, Neil Brown is the most fired man of all time, I believe. Is, is, yeah. Is how categorized it. Yes. They didn't. They didn't look awesome versus Penn State, but you know, at the same time, you're watching that game and you're like, uh, Penn State's kind of struggling here. But the more you watch Penn State and the more you watch West Virginia, you said, no, West Virginia just might be all right. Um, you know, they really. Forward, um, Neil Brown really forward.
0: took to heart earlier in the season where he said they they've noticed that they were consistently ranked last in the Big Twelve this year, and like yeah. you know, they they made sure to shut everyone up about that.
1: Yeah, so four and one, two Big Twelve wins already. Um, they've got Houston next week on Thursday night, and Houston's been pretty bad. Um, you know, it's not too much of a stretch here, especially given my my negative surprise is Baylor. Like, I mean, I know they knocked UCF off last week, but that Baylor team has not looked very good. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's not a big stretch for me. I mean, Oklahoma State's been bad. Um, to see this West Virginia team making a bowl, t- a, a bowl. And that would be like a phenomenal job by Neil Brown. Like, absolutely. Yeah, they're
0: already pretty close to it. Uh, yeah.
1: the,
0: the negative impact here for me in this conference is the um, Cincinnati and Houston additions. Oof. I know, like, Houston's wasn't really going to be made of much, maybe Cincinnati, but they have not been doing well this year in the conference.
1: At, at least Cincinnati has the excuse if they lost their head coach. Yeah. Like Houston... Dana's been there for a while now. Yeah, um, and I mean that adds to the West Virginia thing too. It's like, what if what if Neil Brown knocks off Dana? Whoops. That's true. And UCF
0: uh, too. They're also all three of those teams are currently zero two in conference play.
1: Yeah, UCF. That was like I said, a crazy game against Baylor last week. Um, almost won on a, on a last second field goal, um, but
0: it just extended Gus on too.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll see with them. Um, I, I think you know, John Reese Palmley is hurt, um, so it's not been great. But yeah, the, the newbies have n- have not been awesome in the conference. BYU has been okay. Um, I would say they're probably the best of the newbies, but that is not really saying much. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the halfway point wrap up. All right, right now, who are you? Who, who do you think is going to make the playoff? Not not. Not who's your top four right now, but at the end of the year, who are those four teams going to be?
0: I think the four teams are going to be – currently three of them are one, two, and three. Um, Georgia, Michigan, Texas. That four spot's a doozy. Um, I'm going to give it to Washington. I think Washington right now to me is the best undefeated team in college football right now. Their defense is phenomenal. Their offense is just – Eye poppingly great, you know. Um, I might. I'm gonna Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Washington. Those oh, four are making the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Florida State's gonna lose. Ohio State's gonna blow it. Um, Penn State, as much as like uh, overall talent, and you know, they're pretty much like they're probably one of the most complete teams. Um, I'm just not impressed with them and Oregon USC but someone's gotta lose in those games, you know? Yeah. Um but give me Washington and I'll put I'll put Notre Dame actually in the fourth spot.
1: Ooh, I I mean I'd love it. I'm I'm not so sure that's gonna happen. I, I think I'm gonna go Michigan, I'm gonna go Texas, I'm going to go Oregon, actually, out of the fact twelve. Um, and then I'm going to go uh, I'll go Georgia. I, I, you know, I guess I'll make it.
0: Oh, it's gun back in holster?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to see. I just don't see them losing. I mean, the thing with Georgia and really the whole SEC this year is like, none of those teams really deserve the benefit of the doubt with the way they played. Yeah, like if Georgia loses to Kentucky here, like they're not going to have another chance for a ranked win. I mean, Ole Miss maybe, but you know that's in. Four weeks, you know, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if they if they don't beat Kentucky, like they're they might not get they might not have another opportunity for a ranked win. Yeah, you're saying
0: Missouri might not be ranked and Tennessee might not be ranked by then.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ole Miss might not be ranked either. You know, that's true. I, I I think ultimately Ole Ole Miss will still be ranked then, but. You know, it, it's not too big of a stretch to see because they're sixteenth now. I mean, to only f- to fall ten spots—that's that, that's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, So Georgia doesn't have a ton of margin for error, or or maybe or rather, there's a a path for them to not have a lot of margin for error. So they they the that makes the slow starts even more, I think, nerve wracking because there is potential, like real long term effects outside of like oh you know. Last year they 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 lose that Missouri game for example a game they were close in they still would have made the playoff they would have been right a top one. right but they just they're, they're, those like top tier quality SEC teams just aren't there this year um, not that i think the committee will ever keep an SEC champion out but it's not it's not as it's not as clean it's not as clean cut as it normally is i guess yeah. where you could just you could just pin in the SEC champion at probably number 1 you know i i just don't think they're going to get the benefit of the doubt this year uh, yep. What te- what have you enjoyed the most about this season? Uh,
0: the the talent the I'm trying to say the, the talent of the Pac-12 this year the, the final yeah. year the final hurrah there there are so many good teams in the Pac-12 that are very very fun to watch that are very very good um, it's been a very good bright spot for the sport and as a whole um, in the coming dark days uh, the 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 2024 PA, uh, PA, our big 10 schedules released. And yeah, it's just I'm as not, bad as I'm we thought it was going to be. It is just as bad as we thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Oof.
1: I, I, I think that's a great call. The PAC 12 has been incredible this year. um Something I've really enjoyed is like, we're only just now getting to conference play. Yeah. And the first like five weeks have been awesome. Like there's been a great game. At least one every single week, and it's not—it's not just like oh, this crazy G five game went six overtimes and was awesome. Like we've had a really interesting game between like it's been big games too. Have been really interesting. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, week one, Colorado TCU, like that was wild. LSU Florida State, watching Duke or Duke crush Clemson on, on Labor Day, like these things were. This, I mean, it was wild. Texas Alabama was awesome. Um, even like week three, we're like, ah, this isn't going to be a great slate. Colorado, Colorado state was incredible. Um, late into the night. Um, and we had also had Alabama homeless losing to South Florida that week. Um, you know, Notre Dame, Ohio state last week, Notre Dame, Duke, LSU, Ole Miss, like just the quality of games so far have been incredible. I mean. We're not even into like the the best weeks, but we've got Red River this weekend. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, just the the play has been awesome. Like, I feel like we really haven't had a complete clunker of a week, and that maybe that goes hand in hand with what you're saying about the Pac-12. Like, when you have a consistently excellent conference on the West Coast, that just boosts. I mean, that just gives you there's much many more options for a good game um, on on a Saturday. So, I really like that. Um, It's been a lot of fun. It's made me forget about what, to your point, about what's coming down the pipe next year.
0: Yeah, it's um, uh, creeping up, man.
1: What have you hated the most? What's been something that's? It's been a lot
0: of things. Um, I'm not going to say Dion because it, it's that conversation is. I guess not. It's um, like it's he. What he's done has been great. It's that's not the problem with me. The thing I hated the most is the whole situation again with the Pac-12. And I talked about it with McAfee, just uh, the conversations that are coming out out off the field of this, the conference or this league is not been great. Um, Game day is like, as I said, a of itself, like the new song opener is bad. Um, As much as we love Lee Corso, and it's great that he's still out there it it's it, it kind of like when it's I see time. him every week I'm just like let the man retire let the man like have you know just let him do his thing for the rest of his life because wheeling him out there just saying incoherent things it's just it's it's just a soulless show now and everything with realignment and e s p n being the problem and the the cause of it all is just it's always, it's been sticking with me every time I turn on game day that every weekend.
1: Yeah. It, it, it sucks. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, and you know, we talk about, it's not even Dion. I don't think himself. No. I think it's like the no. discourse around him. Yes. Yes. It, it's like, it, it, he just makes everyone insane. Like pro or anti. Like Everyone's just know. like punch drunk,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: So everyone's just a- acting crazy. Um, So yeah, that, that's, that sucked. Obviously the thing I hated the most was the last play of the Ohio state Notre Dame game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. That, that sucks. Um, (laughs) so the amount of the game, I, I saw a chart today where the game time is basically the same as it was last year. We're down maybe three or four minutes, um, compared to week, uh, five last year versus week five this year. Um, so while we've made the cuts for a quote-unquote, oh, to keep everyone, it's for player safety, it's, they're just jamming more um, commercials into the same amount of time. So there's just fewer plays while there's more commercials. Awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, yeah. It, it ties back into why the sport is headed the way it is, is everything in the sport is for sale everything in the sport is being designed to fit into nice tv windows that's why they're really doing it it's so because the problem was so long with college football is the game kicks off at noon and then they want to have a game at 3 30. the game at noon never ended at 3 30. Um, it would always go into like a lot closer to four Um, Mm -hmm. and so they have to start the other game on like espn news or espn plus or what have you and that makes it harder to sell ads um, and so if you look at the NFL, that uh, game starts at one, it is over by four o'clock almost every single time. Every single time. And so that's all they want to do was is to jam college football into these windows, into these specific windows, and just destroy everything they can in terms just to make everything more uh corporate and cohesive and, and just the same. And that is what is I mean that, that that's that's the real reason. That's the real problem. That's what's happening um, with the realignment. With everything, is everything just want it just wants to be the NFL uh, 2.0 and it sucks. Yeah, it's um, not great. You know, we really should have started with this part first because um, now I'm bummed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah, um, and now it's like, damn, this sucks. Okay, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Let's let, quickly any any games that you are looking forward to other than the ones that we talked about try to try Um, to switch the vibe here
1: man you know what boston college army buddy! it's a sicko game yeah i I just like watching power five teams in absolute hell against good like lesser teams is just so much fun to me um speaking of uh uva is playing william and mary this weekend um yes i was gonna say that that that's
0: the that's the vibe check game yeah. right there. You just you're going to be enjoying your, you know, Red River rivalry and then the ticker says William Mary is up 21 to 7. Yeah. <laughs> Every um, Virginia kid just heads and, you know, head yeah. in hands.
1: It's not that UVA is bad necessarily. They are. William and Mary is number 10 in the FCS. Like that that's a good FCS team too. Yes, they are. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. Virginia Tech Florida State. I'm a little interested in that one. Um, cause you know, Hokie showed a little signs of life last week and Florida state screwed around with Boston college. So they're certainly not above screwing around with them here. Um, so that is something to watch. Purdue Iowa is on Peacock. Thank God. I don't want to watch a second of that. Um, let's see here. Arkansas Ole Miss. Um, things are not going great at Arkansas. I feel like a lot of people – we're not really talking about that right now. um, But they have eaten three straight losses. Fairly close, but I, I, I Ole Miss might torch them. Um,
0: You got but, uh, Texas second Baylor.
1: The Butt Bowl. The yeah, B-U-T-T
0: it, Bowl. Yeah,
1: whoever loses that one is going to be in absolute butt.
0: hell. Is butt.
1: Ooh, Fresno State at Wyoming. That's a good one. That's a real good one five and ever is four and one. Um, you know, I talk about Fresno state might be that, that new year six team. Um, Wyoming gave Texas a hell of a game. Um, in addition to knocking off um, Texas Tech, So I think that, that that's a good one to watch. That's eight o'clock on Fox on Saturday night. So that's getting the, uh, it's getting a pretty big time slot there.
0: I uh, just saw the, the Pac-12 of TARC games. The only one game that's televised and the other ones in on the Pac-12 network. I do yeah. not like that. <laughs> I like having, yeah. like, two being able to.
1: I think I was counting the bye week teams. I think this might be the most, like, the heaviest bye week.
0: Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I was so, looking at
1: this guys like, this seems a lot smaller than usual. Yeah. And then now we're also starting to get games on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So the slate is starting to be spread out a little bit more, which I do like because you do get to watch a lot more teams. You know, last night I watched uh, Jacksonville State versus Middle Tennessee. mm mm-hmm. um, so and obviously like i'm not as much as like oh i'm you know i'm such a, a sicko you know i love these lower things like i'm not watching cusa over over the sec like no especially not a bad Kisa game like c- come on so yeah so it is starting to be spread out a little bit more which i do which i do like ultimately um but yeah a lot, lot of teams on the buy this week um all right well we are going to let y'all get out of here we got it we really get October is when the football really gets going. Like we're yes. starting, like when you start having those mid-afternoon games kick off in the sunlight, and then they come back from halftime. That sun starts to go down a little bit. Oof. Oof. that's the good stuff. Like we're that.
0: getting close to stew and chili season, folks, and that's Ooh, my favorite time of year.
1: We are rounding the
0: bend on that. I'll tell you, that all our Richmond folk, um, or you know, Virginia folk, really, temperatures are dropping this weekend. Might be, might be time for a little like stew, maybe on the oh, Sunday. Oof.
1: Forty-seven on Sunday. Yeah, may, maybe like a little short brace short rib on
0: like a bed of polenta, make
1: you feel good. Mm. I like the language you're talking about there. All right, we will. Uh, we'll let y'all get out of here. Uh, see you next week. Good note.